the actions that I had talked about. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Yes, we do play Jeopardy here, but we've got some time, as we do right now, because uh, there's nothing we can do at this moment, and uh, we will shortly be able to get underway with things. And defend her still today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this <clears throat> That we're, I, I apologize for this, this is sinus, so uh, it's not the, I've been three times vaccinated. I think uh, the best thing out of the circumstances, I'm going to dismiss you from the jury, sir. Uh, and we do thank you for taking the time to get down here. Detroit down to Houston and New York to L.A. Well, it's You are already, you were, I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. May I respond? Yes. rehash the motion. Yeah, that's absolutely untrue. It and there's no, no, no. Your arguments of record, my comments are of record, and why I ruled as I did is of record. There's nothing that I heard in this trial to suggest that anything's changed. Even if you're correct in your assumption that you know more than uh, I did at the time, uh, you should have come to the court and say, I want to go into this. Uh, why you would think that you could go into it without any advance notice to the court, I don't understand that. And as the uh, defense is pointing out, you're an experienced trial lawyer, and this should not have been gone into. Uh, it's November, so uh, do we have veterans in here on either side of the railing? Somebody who served in our military? How about a hand for these people, huh? I'm Dave Peters, and I'm always right. This week, I was pretty sure someone dosed my coffee. I was scrolling through social media. And Big Bird is vaccinated. Well, I realize this is a play to young kids attempting to ease their moral dilemmas by choosing to get vaccinated or not, I guess. I can't help but wonder what stance Julia, the autistic puppet, is taking. Julia is a strong anti-vaxxer. 
As I kept scrolling, my thoughts of hallucinations continued. Because reports spread that Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers wasn't vaccinated. Wowee. On top of that, he's allergic to something in the vaccine. I wasn't so surprised that an athlete could not be vaccinated, but stunned that so many people care about the elite quarterback's vaccination status. Seems kind of odd. There's a lot of things one should get upset about besides this. Let's start with a few. There was restrictions on international travelers as hundreds of thousands entered the country illegally. Something else to get a little angry about. The government keeps approving trillion dollar bills. That's legislation, not, you know. I ran out of toilet paper while going number two today. That was a disaster. You should definitely care about that. The government has all this money but can't find cures to cancer, Alzheimer's, autism, and many other diseases and medical conditions, including, oh yeah, COVID. I guess people are just upset that Rogers was long. Newsman Brian Williams is leaving NBC after 28 years. It's a long career, something to be proud of, I guess. Williams set a great example for a younger generation seeking broadcast careers, setting the standard for lying and being successful. One year before the fake news phenomenon would proliferate headlines in America, Williams was out there spreading falsities more often than my mom spreads I can't believe it's not butter on her Weight Watchers diet. My belief fake news is mostly a liberal incarnation in modern times, proliferated by institutions like the New York Times, publishing fake articles by Stephen Glass, for example, Rolling Stone, sued by a fraternity for printing lies about them and their rape story, and don't forget Covington Catholic and CNN. I understand uh, there are some other countries attempting to proliferate false stories on social media and whatnot, but America's doing a lot of this to themselves. And it's not to say that those on the right are not guilty of it too, because they are, including the former president himself at times. Paul Rudd, People Magazine's Sexiest Man of the Year. I'm calling it Paul Dudd. Better Male of the Year Award. Announced a free Governor of New York Kathy Hochul announced a free college giveaway for five to eleven year olds getting a vaccine. Winners will be chosen at random. My address, meanwhile, still being picked by my college loan lender. A girl in Kentucky was saved from an abuser after flashing a hand sign from a TikTok video. The sign, an open vertical hand and a fist with two fingers closed over the thumb. This is amazing. It's actually a great story. Man, if there was 
Only such a gesture that worked for me when he needed sex from my wife. There's now nine deaths at Astro World. Well, that's in connection to the stampede that occurred there. Rapper Travis Scott's concert. How many people have to die before they realize Travis Scott's music sucks? Rest in peace. And the U.S. officially opened their borders to Mexico, Canada, and other vaccinated travelers this week. When word of the policy got to migrant camps, many were heard saying, Really? We'll get into it after this. from the memo these are notes from my personal diary I guess my little cell phone notepad that I keep uh, you know we got a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in this head from time to time and it doesn't all make it on to air but I thought it might be fun to dig in to see what I can come up with little look into uh, the mind of Dave Peters. Here's a little thought to the homeless people begging for change on the side of the road. Stop with the homeless and hungry jargon. It's needlessly redundant. Let me assume that when you're homeless, you're most likely hungry. Like changing my oil, I assume the filter has to be changed too. Stop trying to garner empathy and give me honesty wanted to hand over money to liars, we'd all just stand outside the Capitol throwing our kids Spider-Man change banks at politicians who do little besides grow old and stick around too long. Kind of like the duck sauce from the mediocre Chinese place you order from way too often. We need more truthfulness in society. The working man already gets it rough, raw, and forced daily. The working woman, too. Don't slap us with more fictional bullshit. If I wanted to be unamused and waste my time, I'd watch Dune. It's bad enough someone convinced us we'd die fulfilled and happy. Back after this.
There could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that there was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. Have you ever wanted to develop your artistic abilities? If so, you may already have the interest and desire needed to become a serious art student. Find out, simply call toll-free, and Art Instruction Schools will send you this enjoyable art test. You know, I spent more time picking through rugs, smoking anything that re even remotely resembled crack cocaine. There's no cost or obligation. Take the test at home in your spare time and mail it to us when you're done. Our experts will review and score your test. I made a lot of decisions that we shouldn't have made. Since 1914, we've helped thousands of aspiring artists become more skilled, more confident, and more creative in their art. Being as honest with you as I possibly can. Whether you're interested in realism or fantasy, figure drawing or cartooning, you can pursue your vision under the expert guidance of our talented instructors. Call today for your free art test. We'll help you become a better artist. Not one investigative body, not one serious journalist has ever accused, has ever come to the conclusion that I did anything wrong or that my father did anything wrong. All right, another awesome segment on I'm always. All right, another awesome segment on I'm always. Uh, another awesome segment on I'm always right with Dave Peters. Holy shit! How many times do I have to say before I get it right? Turns out it's at least three, possibly one, possibly many more. All right, we have a new segment. Um, secret karaoke. You know, you've heard of carpool karaoke with uh, the fruit. Oh, jeez, I shouldn't say that, should I? Wow. <laughs> James Corden. You know, I don't know. I thought he was gay, to be honest. Turns out he's not gay, but he loves singing and dancing. And, uh, I guess, who doesn't? I don't know. Doesn't make him a fruit, I guess. Anyway, secret karaoke, plain and simple. Someone's getting recorded singing. They don't know about it. Let's give it a listen. My priorities are different. I can leave you alone. No one gets me alive. You and you kiss me. Girl, you rock me harder than some downtown band. I thought I knew what love was but i didn't have a clue i never found anything that makes me feel like i do about you girl if you ever get to guessing if i'm thinking about you just remember that no one gets me like you and you kiss me girl you rock me harder than some downtown band i thought i knew what love was but i didn't have a clue i never found anything that makes me feel like i do about you 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 
It's the Horrendous League. Watch your favorite cast of evildoers band together and try to free the ugliest of them all. Listen, Charlie, I, I just don't think breaking Larry Nasa out of jail will be that easy. Why do you think this is? Escape from Danamora? One day you're a journalist, the next day you're a criminal mastermind? I know we can do it. Then once he's free, we can use the time to clear our names and get back to doing what we do best. Forcing ourselves on women? No. Well, yeah. Kinda. Well, I have a Haley Joel Osmond lookalike contest to judge. Let me know what the plan is. We need one more. Starring Harvey Weinstein, Woody Allen, Kevin Spacey, Charlie Rose, and Larry Nasser. A horrendous league on YouTube. Now. So here it is, part two of uh, the first edition of Cop Talk. Um, it was a great conversation overall. Um, I got into a lot with the officer. There was a few questions, you know, that I thought about afterwards. And, um, you know, this is one officer's point of view. Some of you may have some debates about crooked cops and whatnot. Listen, I've heard of them too. We all have some stories, personal, or someone told you, or whatever it is. But listen, this is straight to the point. It's real, it's raw, and uh, this is pretty much what you're going to get from the average officer, all right? You're not, this, this nonsense out there, the proliferation. You know, the cop speaking to me is 100% right about this. The media is not really helping a lot in this country, okay? So take it for what it's worth and uh, go into it with um, open eyes. We'll catch you next time. Um, yeah, check it out. I, I don't know, man. It just seems very tough. It, I can't think of a maybe medicine where so many things just affect you your profession on a daily basis yeah. you know it must be tough i can't imagine watching the news day in and day out and feeling like you're being attacked like you said um for things that you're not doing you know you're not doing 
but the world thinks you're doing. Do you have any idea of how that could change? Um, it's all. It just takes time, I guess. The next sensational story will, will be there. I mean, look at it now. In 2020, almost every cop was a murderer killing at whim. And now, if you look at the news, there's not a story out there that is talking about any police shooting. And there has been plenty of police shootings. So, I think with time and, and you know, as time passes, it'll kind of... It'll kind of go away and 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 hopefully get better. Um, I guess it all it's all what fits the narrative at the at the moment. I mean, the pure statistics, if you're if you think logically, in my eyes at least, you know, you have an entire country and you have an entire police force and you have so many people doing X Y Z on a day to day basis. Whether it's a simple traffic stop or domestics, um, the more interactions you have, the higher chances you have of something bad happening so it only makes sense that you know unfortunately things will happen um is there any of these national incidents you can think of where you you looked at besides 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 george floyd because you were pretty obvious that chauvin was a complete idiot for doing what he did is there any other ones where you can think of where it's like oh the cops shouldn't have done that just off the top of your head oh yeah um so the more recent one was the was it dante wright shooting where she thought she was going for a taser but shot the guy with with a gun and if we take away the charges warrant whatever i mean you know where your taser is and you know where your duty weapon is She's, you know, that officer was so unable to deal with stress at the moment. And I hate to Monday morning quarterbacker, but I mean, come on, you, you gotta, you gotta do better. Do you think body cams have helped? You, so people think that police are absolutely against body cams and it's, it's, it's the gotcha. You don't want to wear a body cam. There's not a cop that I know that doesn't want a body cam. You know why? Because it's a highlight reel. All they do is record all the stuff we do on a daily basis and we get to save it and play it back and watch it. So it's actually doing us a favor. Body cams don't do anything but document and actually save our asses a bunch of times. So I have zero issue with body cams by all means. The biggest the biggest problem with body cams and people don't understand this is that one, you have Axon, who, you know, there's this one corporation who pretty much has cornered the market on body cams and, and it costs a significant amount of money to store all of this data. You know, it's not so much your body cam holds a video and you save it to your computer. No, there's a whole hardware setup. You have the cloud, it, go, it gets uploaded into. It's a secure software that's web-based. Like, these th- this thing costs money, and to save the data costs money. So you can imagine how expensive or how, sorry, you can imagine how large an HD video file is of a police interaction 24 hours a day on that body cam. It's a lot of data. It's a lot of storage space, and you have to pay for that storage space. So that's where the biggest costs come from, is the actual initial setup and then the data storage. That's interesting. So these municipalities are paying probably millions to store these. So some of the larger ones, like the NYPD, I couldn't even imagine what they're paying. The New York State Police, I couldn't imagine what they're paying. You know, but you got you, there's different plan options for, for um for data storage and for the cameras, but for some of the smaller municipalities, up to maybe like 40 guys, back when they first started, I know you're up into the, the high tens of thousands, close to 100000 for your initial setup fee. And that's a lot of money for a police department with, with a limited budget, especially nowadays. 
So there you go. When you talk about defunding the police, you know, people need to remember it's things like this that uh, they're trying to defund as well. It's not just tanks and guns. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't know that. It makes sense though, because it's got to get saved somewhere. And when they go to FOIL request it, you know, mm-hmm. it has to be there. Huh. And it's a big, you know, high definition file. Plus you have to keep it for, you know, whatever the data retention period is. These, these cameras, even if your officers share, if you're a smaller PD and your officers share them, these cameras are running 24 hours a day, depending on call volume and your, and your, your SOPs. You know, they can be on all the time. They can be switched on and off. Like, it's not something that's easy. And that costs money. And when you have such a few number of companies that actually supply the cameras, they can set their price and you essentially have to pay it. Yeah, actually, when you mentioned when the body cams came up, I actually was thinking about Axon. That's the first name that came to my head. Mm-hmm. They're the, yeah, they're the, they pretty much... Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's other ones out there, but I don't know of an agency, you know, talking to guys or guys that I know that are using anything other than Axon. Because they throw in the taser, you know, the taser body cam package. So then now you got body cams, but you kind of got that taser thrown in. But then what happens with taser? You have to keep up the recertifications of your instructors. You have to keep up the cartridges and, and, you know, the charging banks, like, these things cost money. So you started with body cams, but they kind of threw you a deal with, with Taser, so you you bit that apple, and now a couple years down the road, you are not realizing the cost that you, it's going to, that's associated with upkeeping all these other alternative projects. How do you feel about the Tasers? Do the Tasers work? Oh, yeah, they work. Yeah? Oh, yeah, they work. So they're beneficial? Yeah. yeah there's no there's no doubt there. You have those instances where, you know, bad uh pro placement you know it's just not a good connection and you know something like that you know they're rare for the most part and everything i've seen the just the threat alone of being tasered is enough to get someone to comply and then you have the the taser deployment itself which almost guarantees you compliance and then if something else if if that doesn't work then you have to transition to something else but big fan of taser is there any day is there anything that you feel where you would uh, think that it's appropriate for a policeman on the street to not have a weapon or to say have, I don't know, a rubber bullet instead of an actual bullet loaded in their gun? No. I mean, we we have beanbag shotguns that have, you know, I guess you can call them the version of rubber bullets. It's a less lethal beanbag, so that option is there. And if we have the opportunity and time to deploy it, we will. But there's not an instance where... I can see that that would be more beneficial, though. Because if you had the opportunity or the, the need to use a rubber bullet, you would have to be a med shotgun there anyway. Suspect interactions. Do you feel... Do you feel the crimes are getting worse? Man, you know, when I watch D-Line and all these other shows, I can't say no. Um, from my experience, I would... In the transition to my job, I've dealt with more serious crimes. You know, going from patrol to the back room, um, I've dealt with more serious crimes and and much more violent ones. So, from my worldview and my perspective, yeah, I guess they have gotten worse. But that's just by the nature of, of my job. So you're seeing you you your your eyes have been open to more serious upper level. Yeah, crimes. Yeah, you can okay. go from 
discons and and larcenies and you know stole from Walmart and stuff like that to the other part of you know people being raped and and beat pretty severely you know thousands of dollars of, of stuff stolen from a house guns being stolen you know those things like that so I mean yeah it's been much more serious crimes but that's just by the nature of, of what I deal with so yeah. is it true domestic violence calls are kind of the cops worst nightmare I would say yeah because you go in there and you know it's a heated situation. It's already a violent situation, and you don't know how far it's gone. You don't know how many times they've they've been to this point. So yeah, it's I've been in a bunch of bad DV calls where they you end up fighting with the guy or the girl or both, and it's a knockout dragout fight. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. It seems, you know, those I don't know lover quarrels yeah. yeah. are the worst because the emotions are so high and they're so involved. Now I. I was never a cop. I did security and I dealt with some stuff. You know, I saw a few things. Most of it was laughable. You know, people having sex where they shouldn't be and, you know, um, things like that. I was a door to door salesman where I was knocking on doors and I saw funny things happen all the time. Uh, one that pops into my mind was this uh, woman one time came to the door while she was breastfeeding her kid <laughs> and she had her boobs out and everything like that. It's normal nowadays. And it was hilarious. Is there any times where you get called to something and you just have to laugh? Oh, man, I can't. I it, There was a point in time a couple years ago and, and I was still on patrol where me and a, and a close group of guys I was I was working with were like, yeah, we need to write, we're like, we need to seriously be writing this stuff down because it was just so crazy. I, I wish I could remember like specific times it's almost you know every day there's something different you know the the local kind of crazy guy you know he he's walking around and, and he it sucks because he thinks he's a, a veteran and he's walking around city streets with like a camel backpack and a boonie hat and he's got tree branches stuck all in his shirt and backpack and he's just walking around like a walking tree you know and it's normal for him and he sees you and he might Jump, you know, he might dive on the floor and do like a low crawl in the middle of the concrete. And it's, <laughs> really, you know, like if he's in in the jungle, it's it's things like that. You know, you can take that and, and go up there and talk to him and it's like, hey, what are you doing, man? Is everything all right? But you know, it's all those instances, and, and that happens every day, man. You know, it's it's something that just you never know what you're gonna get. I wish I would have written down more. I started to. I remember I started to. I couldn't even tell you where that word document is right now. <laughs> I remember I started to write things down and I, and I never finished. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it must be pretty intense. I mean, I don't know. I'm one of the guys. I've had cops in my family. Um, I, as a younger guy, I've had multiple interactions with police, some more serious than others. You know, I've been in handcuffs. You know, I've never done time. There's stupid stuff I did that I shouldn't have done when I was a kid, but by and large, like I said, I've been lucky. Um... But there's definitely times where my interactions with police um, have been really good and guys have gone out of their way to be, I don't know if they were just being themselves, if they're if they're like that with other people, I'm sure they are, you know, where they're kind of just there and they're, they're, they're there for you to kind of talk to and understand like, hey, what's going on? Why are you doing this today? And um, I don't know, I, I'm sure there's... Thousands of other people have had those experiences. Right, yeah, you know, um, there were people. We're not like for the most part, we're not douchebags. Yeah, there are some douchebags, and we were the first ones to call them out. Like, yo, stop being a dick. But 
you know, we're just, we're normal people, man. We literally do the same things everyone else does, so just give us a shot. Maybe just say hi, because we're going to say hi back. And if you say hi to a cop and he's an asshole, then say you're an asshole. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to tell him he's an asshole. It's okay to be a Karen. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> if you say hi to me and I don't say hi back, and or, you know, if I'm not, you know, if obviously I'm not in the middle of something and I don't say hi back, then, then I'm just being an asshole. Yeah, you know... <sighs> It doesn't seem like, for the most part, most of the guys are there to do evil. And I don't know. That's just in my perception, my point of view. Now, that being said, there I've definitely encountered like a lot of older guys who seem to have like a chip on their back. And most of them, though, are no longer a cop. They're kind of like out of the profession, and maybe they're jaded. You know, maybe it's something that just happens. Yeah. But like you said, there's there's dickheads out there everywhere. I mean, I mean there's, there's dickhead postmen out there, man. They're, yeah, there's dickhead every, every profession. You know what I mean? Your neighbors are dickheads. Everyone's a fucking can be a dickhead at least some point in their life. No one's perfect all the time. I get it. Everyone should get it. What do you think though we can do as a public to make things better for cops? Stop believing what they're fucking putting on the TV, man. Stop stop believing it and look more into the story. Don't don't become a, a sheep and just let them dictate what we, your your feelings and opinions. You know, look, read, do your own research, do look and look the story up, whatever it is, and, and start with that. Because then once you maybe understand the pers a different perspective on, on an incident or, or on, a, on a situation, you might not be so quick to judge uh, judge the officer. And what, what do you say to these, what do you say to these people? Like, oh, these cops are dirty, they're scumbags, they're just, they're just out here to be idiots. Is a dirty cop a myth, or does it exist? Um, in the sense of, like, I haven't seen it. Like, you, you think of, like, the crooked cop Hollywood taking bribes, committing crimes, doing like that. I haven't experienced that. I know it's been there because cops have been arrested for it. So it's definitely out there, but that hasn't been my experience, man. There's going to be bad apples in every profession. I guarantee you there's fucking postal workers and postmen who steal from the fucking mail. UPS and FedEx drivers who steal your fucking packages or Amazon guys. Granted, it's not to the same level of, and, and trust that a cop has that the public puts in, in an officer. But, you know, these guys are going to slip through the cracks. And I absolutely fully 100% agree with holding them accountable. There's no part of me that doesn't think they should be held accountable. So if there is a dirty cop or a crooked cop, arrest his ass and put him in jail. I have no issue with that. Myth busted. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you, what, there's nothing a chief can do on a day to day basis, you know, besides do his best job. You know, if something's going on and he doesn't know about it, he can't uncover it till whatever the time comes. Um, I can't think of a police chief that would, or anyone else really, that would want that to go on in their precinct. Um, just for the sake of themselves more than anything. What, have you been following the story in Miami at all? The uh, police chief down there? No. No? All right. That's fine. Maybe I have, maybe read an article on it, but I can't say that I have. All right. All right. What did he do? I, I don't even know, to be honest. He, there's been, there's been a whole thing going on, I think in decades with the Miami police force where they've been accused of various corruption oh, and yeah. crap. But nonetheless, 
Yeah, man. I mean, the agency is huge. Yeah. So, you know, if you just look at just the odds and the probability, there's a higher probability when you have tens of thousands of cops or whatever Miami PD is. What does Miami PD have? 30,000? You're going to have a higher odds of having a, a criminal get a uniform and a badge than, you know, a smaller agency. And that's just the law of probability. That's just how it is. There's there's no way around that. Which is why you have so many NYPD cops who are, you know, arrested for selling drugs and all these things. Well, that's... Uh, one thing I w I've noticed, when I went to a Yankees game, there was cops outside. And these cops had long beards and they were not kept. And they were... They, the, the, the female cop had her hair tied in a ponytail, nice and tight. And she looked nice and trimmed and ready to go but these young kids look like complete scumbags like they sell you a nickel bag of weed just as soon as pull you over it was really weird nope some of my guys are gonna hate me for this and we've had this discussion uh numerous times i am not a supporter of beards or anything like that i think a lot of what we have is this uniform and what it presents the symbolism and when you start taking away what that represents you start taking away from from the officer's abilities so nope no growing beards no baggy uniform you know i've always been a strong proponent of maintaining yourself shining your shoes making sure your gear is in shape and and projecting some discipline so that way you can expect some discipline from the public but if you look like you haven't shaved in, in a couple of days and you walk into someone's house they're gonna be like who is this guy to tell me my life he can't even take care of his own stuff so yep nope not a fan of that and we'll never be a fan of that yeah yeah, I mean, there's definitely a representation, you know. I can understand wanting to grow a beard to some extent, but keep it clean, you know. Yeah, no, not gonna happen. I mean, if you're if you're doing detective duties and stuff, sure, you know, it comes part of with the promotion and the rank. But even then, you still have to maintain it and and have some sort of uh, cleanliness to you. But as far as your your beat cop, no, sorry, fellas, I don't support it. What do you guys, what do your guys think about, um, what do you hear from the guys that got to go undercover? What's it like for that guy who's got to go and, you know, be a plainclothes guy and, you know, bust some criminals? How's that feel for them? What's, you know, psychologically, what's going on? I mean, short of, of your larger agencies, that whole long-term deep undercover thing doesn't exist with some of your, you know, a lot of the municipalities. I would go out and say, you know... 80%, I would even say 90%, don't do that long, deep, undercover stuff. But plainclothes details, I think it's just another tool. You know, it's beneficial for us if you can go out in the public and blend in. Maybe you'll see things that uh, you normally wouldn't see. So, I mean, it's always fun in the beginning, right up until, you know, maybe you're, you're tasked with going into a drug house, doing a cold knock on a house, even though you have your backup team, but, you know, trying to purchase drugs. You know, just on a cold knock, it's real nerve-wracking. It's obviously, you know, something that's nervous, and it's not for everyone. The guys that do it and do it for a while tend to be very good at their jobs and, and very good at their profession. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine being a crackhead and knocking on a door, <laughs> trying to buy some crack, constantly looking over your shoulder let alone not being a crackhead and acting like a crackhead and trying to buy crack. 
uh, and then on top of that, doing it, you know, three times in a day and then three times the next day and so on and so forth. I mean, there's a lot that the policeman does that goes overlooked. And um, I don't know. Do you feel unappreciated? Um, I would love to say that I specifically do, but I have the benefits of working in a municipality that that kind of, you know, appreciates what we do on a daily basis. So I'm very, I'm very fortunate for that. But I bet you there's guys out there right now who do. And I, and I know they do because I talk to them all the time. So I think as a general profession, yeah. But me specifically, I can't say no. But, you know, people think that, you know, defund the police and ACAB and fuck one, two and all that. You know, when you ask them and, and I and I'll put this up to anybody who can listen to this. Yeah, who's who completely supports supports abolishing the police? Who's gonna arrest that child rapist when that kid comes to the to to his parents and tells them that, you know, the neighbor, the 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 friend, whatever, raped them? Who is going to go and arrest that rapist, or at least try to bring you know, bring him in for questioning? We don't always get the arrest, but that's a whole other story. But who's gonna do that? Are we gonna have vigilante justice where there's no due process and an accusation in and of itself can allow a mob to come and just kill someone? Like, who is going to go in and do these things? There is a reason for law enforcement. You know, there, there's there's always room for discussion and figuring things out, sure. But to think that you're going to solve this problem that you think you have by just completely abolishing police, that's just a ridiculous thought. Yeah, I'm not sure if that, was your, if that answered your question. No, I answered it. That's fine. Um, mental health and police. What can be done differently? What can be done at all, I guess? You know, can you talk at all about that? Um, are we talking about, like, people suffering from mental health episodes or specific... Policemen and mental health. Um, so, it's kind of a, a close-to-home subject because I just lost a friend who was an officer um, who killed himself. We went to the academy together. He was my my academy buddy, my battle buddy, um, and that one really hurt. People don't realize that more cops kill themselves in a year than than uh, a criminal or suspect killing them. Um, I think police need to do a better job. We need to do a better job of saying, "Hey, I need help, man. This thing didn't sit well with me. I'm not feeling right." You know, reaching out to somebody to talk to. But I think that's one of the biggest problems because, you know, I think about my, my buddy. You know, I talked to him not too long ago and I had no idea that he was suffering from anything. Because this dude was a guy who can talk to anyone, had all the friends, everyone reached out to him. Like, it was, he was the cool guy, I guess to say, so to speak. And if it can happen to him, man, it can happen to anyone. But I think the biggest problem is we just, we don't reach out, we don't let each other know or let someone know that we're hurting or not in a good spot. Yeah, you know, it's um every guy is different, I suppose, but by and large guys, you know, might not be so willing to say they're going through something and might not know how to express it. They might not, you know, even know why they're feeling this way for whatever reason. Um, but it's definitely never easy and it's like you said, it's something that should definitely be brought attention to because I believe you're right. Um, from what I've read, um, 
cops kill themselves more than criminals kill them which is pretty horrible and despicable um, and that's something that the media should think about and their responsibility and the role that they play uh, nationally and locally when they're covering things um, yeah man it's real easy to hate police now, man. That's the that's the new story. It's real easy to, all cops are bad. We're pieces of shit. So it's real easy just to run with that. You get more stories. You get more conflict. You get more newsworthy articles and, and stories out of that. So I don't expect anything. I don't expect anything different from the media. But what I would hope and expect is that we ourselves can reach out to each other, reach out to somebody. Yeah. We can at least start with that, right? Yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, going back, like, I've had strangers be there for me, you know, for cops. Cops. I had a cop pull me over twice in my life. He knew who I was the second time because he wrote my name down and he told me about the first interaction. And both times, he was like, hey, what's going on today? What's mm -hmm. up? You know? Um, Actually showed like he cared? Yeah. 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 And he didn't have to. And he was an older guy. He was a black cop. Yeah. You know, and I was like a young white kid, you know, just having a bad day, I mm -hmm. guess. Whatever I was doing, I was being stupid, I guess, you know, like kids do. But point being, it doesn't seem like your typical, typical policeman, you know, your 9 out of 10 guys um, are there to be a bad person, you know. And as much as, you know, they might be there for the public, it might be so much harder for them to be there for each other. You know, just from, just because they feel like they have to be that guy. Yeah. They have to be that guy that, oh no, I'm here, I can do this, I can do this, I got this. You know, so. No, no, it's the, it's the absolute truth. Um, I mean, yeah, we're, we're like, we're humans, like we're not... For the most part, we're not assholes. We're not scumbags, man. We're just normal, regular people who chose, for whatever reason, to do this job. And don't get me wrong, I love doing this job. I wouldn't trade this for anything. You know, some days suck, some days don't suck. But, yeah, I mean, we're generally out there to help each other. You know, you, 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 you arrest that suspect. You arrest that person who beat that woman or raped that kid. Man, there is no greater feeling. And maybe, just maybe, you can begin to give that that family some some ability to heal and, and try to get past this. And serve justice. That's what you're here for, right? Yeah. You want to make lives better in whatever way you can. Well, Why did you become a cop? It was, you know, I had a lot of cops that were in my family. But, man, it was just that thing. I wish I knew of. It was just that thing since I was a kid. I just, I was always drawn to it. I, w I wish I knew what it was. Maybe too much Chuck Norris movies or Steven Seagal <laughs> movies. Or, you know, I can't say exactly what it was. But I've always been the type of person who just, I just enjoy helping people and I enjoy being there for people and, and this job allows me to really do that. I'm, I'm not an asshole. I don't take advantage of people. I don't do that. So to just be able to help someone and make a difference, you know, it's, it's a cheesy cliche, but, you know, we, we are put in a position where we can make a difference. We, we have the opportunity to make a difference every day. So I definitely think that... Uh, yeah, that's why I became a cop. There's evil in this world, right? If if you want to sit here and deny that there's not evil in this world, then I guess this conversation really is pointless. 
but there's evil in this world and for me and my values and my beliefs to sit by and just let evil things just win I just that doesn't sit right with me so if there's if there's evil that's willing to go out and just be evil and 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 be fine with it and there has to be good people who are, who are out there willing to to fight that the world needs warriors for sure or else it'd be a different world yeah yeah, man. Is there anything you want to add? Anything you want to talk about that's on your mind? That uh, yeah. No, I mean, this this. I, I would hope more people take the test. Go take your civil service test, man. If 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 it's something you want to do, if 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 being an officer is something you thought about, then please go take the civil service test. There is going to be an extreme shortage of officers out there, and I don't think there's anyone that doesn't see that on the horizon, where manpower and staffing is going to be extremely low. So. I mean, we want to get your response times, you know, when you call cops, you want cops there. You don't want to have to wait. But if we don't have anybody in the cars in the uniforms, then that's just not going to happen. So go take the test and go, you know, it's it's a great profession. It's not for everyone. But if it's for you, there's nothing, I don't see there's nothing better. So just go out there. And well, you say that. I think, um, you know, EMS and fire departments are already kind of feeling that. They're kind of the first ones to see, oh, there's there's not enough um, firemen or responders to get to these calls. Civil, I, think, I think civil servants and public servants in general, you know, there's just not enough of us going around. You know, it's it's definitely a, it's a calling. People got to want to, people have to want to do this job. But, yeah, I would definitely say go, go do it, man, because we definitely need cops out there. There's not going to be, a, there won't be much policing to do if we don't get guys on the job it's yeah but it's a good job i love it um yeah i think it's just it's i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world some days suck but i wouldn't trade it for anything all right man i think that does it yeah i appreciate it thank you that's a good spot